Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Bibles tonight. Been thinking about this throughout the day. I want to talk to you tonight about the will to win. The will to win. The book of Philippians, chapter 3 and verse 7. Book of Philippians chapter 3 and verse 7. The Bible says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. What things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency and the knowledge of Jesus Christ of the Lord of Jesus of Christ Jesus my Lord of whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ hallelujah let's just lift up the Lord here in this place today God we love you Lord I praise you Lord for your mercy and your grace help us tonight Lord in this message Lord to lift you up glorify you show you for who you really are. We're going to give you the praise for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Nobody ever goes to gym class or recess and says, ooh, I want to be on the losing team. At least anybody in their right mind. Everybody wants to win. Anybody want to be, do I have any winners in the house? I know I got some competitive people. Anybody wants to be a part of a win? I, I want to win. Amen. I remember years ago we were evangelizing and preaching in a, a, a church in West Virginia, and Whitney and the pastor stayed up. She was, I don't know, just a, a, a young girl, stayed up to almost 2 o'clock in the morning stacking jacks to see who could win. I'm talking about for hours stacking jack, just jack upon jack, so to see who can stack the highest. And don't let that little demeanor of that beautiful daughter of mine fool you. She is extremely competitive. Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to win, but not everybody knows what they are winning. What do they want to win? Everybody wants to win, but few are willing to pay the price to win. Coach Vince Lombardi is famous for his football coaching and for his speeches, motivational speeches. He said in one particular time, winning is not sometime, it, winning is not a sometime thing, it is an all the time thing. You don't win once in a while, and you don't do things right once in a while, you do them right all the time. Winning is a habit. He said, unfortunately, so is losing. Every time, he said, a football player goes to ply his trade, he's got to play from the ground up, from the soles of his feet right up to his head. 
Every inch of him has to play. Some guys play with their head, and that's okay. You've got to be smart to be number one in any business. But more importantly, you've got to play with your heart, with every fiber of your body. If you're lucky enough to find a guy with a lot of head and a lot of heart, he's never going to come off the field second. He said this, I believe in God, I believe in human decency, but I firmly believe that any man's finest hour, his greatest fulfillment to all he holds dear, is that moment when he has worked his heart out in a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of battle victorious. Victorious. There's got to be something inside of an individual in life that has the spirit, I want to win. I want to win. I want to excel. I want to endure things so that the quality of what I'm doing matters. Many want to win and many have the ability to win and many have the capacity to win, but really only a few have the will to win. The will to win is born out of a depth of faith and vision that sees what other people cannot see, that has the desire to do what other people do not do. History provides an impressive list of people who pushed through their limitations and their obstacles to reach a certain measure of success. Young Al's teacher placed a letter in his hand as he was leaving from school one day and said, this is only for your mother to read. His mother's eyes were tearful when she read the letter out loud to her son. She said, your son is a genius, and this school, this school is too small for him and doesn't have good enough teachers to train him, so would you please teach him at home? Many, many years later, after his mother died, Al saw a folded paper in the corner of a drawer of a desk. He opened up to realize it was the letter that his teacher had sent his mother years ago. Al began to cry for hours when he read what, what it, it, it said. And he wrote in his diary, quote, Thomas Alva Edison was an adult child that by a hero mother became the genius of a century. For what the letter really said is that we cannot train your son. He is adult. Amen. I believe today that there are those that obstacles come in their way and, and, and they push on through because they have the will to win. People like Helen Keller that lost her ability to hear and her ability to see, but yet got degrees and learned other languages and, and learned how to function when everything was against her. Amen. Why? She had the will to win. Sports figures have achieved the pinnacle of greatness and success because they had the will to win. Amen. People have made huge sacrifices in business to win, to advance their education so they could win, to succeed in life. Amen. Whatever the price, they paid it. Whatever the cost, they paid it. Many have given up their time so they can win. Many have given up their energy so they can win. Some have sacrificed their health so that they can win. Some have even sacrificed their family so they can win. Amen. Some have compromised their faith so they can win. Some have discarded values that they once held dear so that they can win. What do you want to win tonight? What do you want to win tonight? What do I want to win tonight? 
Well, the, the, the story of the Apostle Paul said, Oh, that I may win Christ. Amen. Paul lived an extraordinary life. Here is a man of passion and purpose. He was faithful to his faith. He was devoted to his heritage. Paul is a man possessed and obsessed with pursuing things that were larger than him. He's not just your average run-of-the-mill kind of guy. He didn't wallow in mediocrity or complacency. Paul is a man of action. Amen. He was born in the city of Tarsus to an Israelite family of the tribe of Benjamin circumcised on the eighth day in compliance with the law of God. According to Acts 23 and 16 he he had at least one sister. The city of Tarsus was the capital of Asia Minor and it provided for him Roman citizenship because it was a free city. A free city. He rose up among a culture filled with idolatry and still lived for Jehovah because of the faith of his mother and his grandmother. This is a man that set on a course for success. The chief characteristic of the Roman culture of Paul's day was easy to spot. The Greeks and the Romans were fixated on perfection and intellectual prowess. They were excellent in the arts, excellent in poetry, excellent in literature, excellent in philosophy. Paul could have easily said, I'm going to win in arts. I'm going to win in poetry. I'm going to win in philosophy. But he decided to take up his roots and go to the university of Jerusalem as it were and Saul became a student at the rabbinical school for Pharisees that was headed up by none other than Gamaliel who was counted as one of the chiefest of professors of Judaism and Saul was personally trained by Gamaliel and eventually became a prominent Pharisee he arrives at Jerusalem about the same time that Pilate begins serving as, a, as the governor of Judea while attending the school of Gamaliel, he would have witnessed or at least had been aware of the ministry of John the Baptist and learned about his beheading. He would have heard about the teacher called Jesus from Nazareth. He would have maybe even been there to witness the evidence of his death, amen, on a cross and heard about his resurrection. Saul would become a Pharisee about the time that Christ is coming out of the tomb and so he is there and he has become a zealous a zealous Judaizer he was zealous for the cause of Jehovah and so hated the Christians that he went out killing them he went out attacking them he was a prominent man he was an educated man he was a man that had a pedigree and a heritage Yet it was Saul that said, Oh, I want to win Christ because he had a dramatic conversion. All of a sudden, his pursuits changed. All of a sudden, his passions changed because of one day on the Damascus road when the light shone at him and the Lord said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It was Saul that had a conversion. But friend, he didn't just have a conversion. He had a change of mind. 
He had a change of thinking. He no longer was, it didn't matter that he was educated under the feet of Gamaliel. It wasn't so impressive to him anymore that he was of the tribe of Benjamin or that he was a Pharisee of Pharisee or that he was known throughout all of the realm of Jerusalem as being a prominent part of the school of the, of, of the Pharisees. But what Paul said, I count all of this as dung that I may win Christ. He said everything, my decree, my, my heritage, I'm thankful for that. He wasn't throwing it away, but rather he said when I compare the two and I begin to look and I begin to see all my life, all my success, everything that I've reached, I count it as loss that I may win Christ. The story is told of Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders was a prominent football player. You may have known him as Prime Time. Deion Sanders was a showman. He was an athletic, uh, uh, just just incredibly athletic uh, sports guy that played baseball and football in professional baseball and professional football. They said that the day that he was on the team that won the Super Bowl, he took his Lamborghini and drove from the stadium. And while others went to parties to drink, he said that he was there celebrating the win of the Super Bowl, but felt an overwhelming sense of empty. An overwhelming sense of empty. He had had cars. He had had women. He had had success. He had money. It just—it was gone. There was nothing there. And he took his, his sports car back to his hotel and sat on his bed weeping because he said, I was empty. And that he remembered somebody told him about Jesus. And as the story goes, he began to weep and cry out to the Lord. Amen. That the Lord would help him. Why? Because Dion understood as Paul understood, amen, there's a moment you come to your life, it doesn't matter how much money or how little money you have. It doesn't matter how much education or how much education you do not have. There's a moment you've got to decide, I'm going after Christ. Christ is going to be number one. He's my first pursuit. He's my first passion. But you've got to have the will. You've got to have the will. I said, you got to have the will. When you study his life, you will find that uh, Paul strikes Bar Jesus or Elimus, the sorcerer blind at Cyprus. You begin to look at his life for trying to turn Paulus from the faith. In Acts 13, you will find that Paul heals a lame man since birth. In Acts 14, you will find that Paul survives being stoned. In Acts 14, amen, his second missionary journey, you will find that Paul heals a demon-possessed girl in Philippi. In Acts 16, amen, Paul performs miraculous uh, uh, things during his stay in uh, that particular area of Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 1 and 4 and 5. You will find on his third missionary journey miraculous healings of those who were touched by Paul's garments and his handkerchiefs. During the 18 months at Ephesus, Paul brings a young man back to life after he falls from the second story window late at night in a church meeting in Acts chapter 20. I want to tell you, you couldn't get that at 
the feet of Gamaliel. You can't get that uh, because you've gone to school or because you've got a lot of knowledge. It's that he's been with Jesus. He's been with Jesus. Oh, that us, oh, that we would pursue him. I want to win Christ. But to win Christ, you have to have the will. You have to have the want to. I think that's why the devil tries so hard to keep us distracted, keep us out of touch, to keep us running here and keep us running there. Amen. But Paul said, when I look at the ledger and I look at the lost side and I look at the gain side, everything on Christ is gain. Everything else is lost. Jamila, who was a missionary uh, that was martyred for his faith, made this statement before he died. It says, he is no fool to give what he cannot keep, to gain what he cannot lose. He is no fool to give what he cannot keep, to gain what he cannot lose. Hallelujah. Paul said, I took, I took the, I've done the math. I've done the math, and I look at my life, and, 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 and winning Christ is the best thing I could ever do. Winning Christ is the best thing I could ever do. Let me talk to you a little bit, John. John, you, 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 you've got a lot of potential, young man. You've got a lot of things, and the enemy will pull on you. He'll pull on you. He wants you to do this and wants you to be that. But the best thing you could ever do is invest your life in Christ. Pursue Christ. Go after Christ. Amen. Study about him. Learn about him. Pray and say, oh, God, reveal yourself to me. that I may win Christ. Burton Barley in his poem, The Will to Win, stated it like this. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, work day and night for it, give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it, if you only desire of it makes you quite mad enough never to tire of it, makes you hold all other things tawdry and cheap for it. If life seems all empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and your dream is about is it, if gladly you'll swear for it, fret for it, and plan for it, lose all your terror of man for it, if you simply go after that thing that you want with all your capacity, strength and sagacity, faith, hope, and confidence, and stern tenacity, if neither cold poverty, uh, furnished and gaunt, nor sickness nor pain, or body or brain can turn you away from that thing that you want. If dogged and grim, you besiege and beset it, you will get it. Amen. But you've got to have the will that you want to. You got. How many of you know if you're going to go to work, you got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get out of bed. Amen. You got to put that step. If you're going to go to school, well, how about this? If you're going to learn about Jesus Christ, you got to have the will, the desire. I want to know more about him. I want to have a passion for him. That's why I show up on Tuesday night and Sunday morning and Sunday night and prayer meeting night. That's why, that's why I've got to go after him because I want to win him. I want to win him. I want to win him. All right. Anybody ever looked at said, man, that'd be cool to be like Paul. That'd be cool to be like Paul, where I walk by and my handkerchief just brushes 
over somebody that's sick and they're healed. A guy falls out of the window at church. I go raise him. I want to win Christ. Well, here's Paul's will. What willed him to do that? What willed him? 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24, Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and day I've been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils. It's a list. What is it? It's his will to win Christ. What have you gone through? What have you given up? Amen. Jesus rose from the dead. We have a hard time getting out of bed. Paul suffered shipwrecking and was beaten and was stoned. Amen. Had to put up with a lot of knuckleheads at church. And and, and yet he just said, my goal is to win Christ. My goal, if your focus is to win Christ, then you can get through some stuff. You can get through some situation if your goal is to win Christ. Amen. Not to win money, but Christ. Not to win fame, but Christ. Not to be big and successful, but to win Christ. Not to win the applause and the favor of men but to win Christ not to be accepted by men but to win Christ not to please and appease but rather to win Christ I want to win him how about you for Paul went on to say in Philippians 3 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead not as though I had already attained but either were already perfect but I follow after if that I may be apprehended for that which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus brethren I count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind reaching forth for those things which are before I press I press amen Paul a man of faith Paul a man of miracles Paul a man of heavenly visitation Paul a revelation guy and vision guy and overcomer says but I keep pressing it doesn't matter where you've been it doesn't matter how much the Lord has shown you how many times you spoke in tongues how many healings that you've had in your life how many downs you've had in your life how many sorrows that you had in life amen let me just tell you this there's no amount of travel that'll ever take the place of Christ there's no amount of visions that'll take the place of Christ no experiences that'll take the place of Christ Not preaching will even take the place of Christ. Not even soul winning will take the place of Christ. Amen. But when I pursue him, I will have a passion for his kingdom. When you win Christ, you're renewed in him. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. Somebody say, that's what I get when I win Christ. It's what I get when I win Christ. 
Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Couple that with Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ and have put on Christ. I want to tell you, when you go after him, you take on his name in baptism. You want to find his character in your life. You want to pursue his his mentality, his attitude, amen, his spirit. Oh, I want to be like him because if I can win him, then I can find some other things. In Acts 17 and 28, Paul told the, the, the folks on Mars Hill, for in him, in Christ, we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. In him we live, we move, and have our being. Romans chapter 11 and verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him. Then look at this. For of him, somebody say of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever, amen all things, amen of his glory are of him it comes from him it is the origin of it he's the origin of the glory he's the origin of the healing win Christ and you win healing amen, win Christ and you win success win Christ and you win victory win Christ and you win peace Go after him. Go after him. Go after him. For of him, origin, for through him, the channel that it flows. Of him, through him, and to him. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, that's enough to make anybody shout. Everything I need is of him, and it is through him. And then I give it back to him. Do you see the channel? Do you see the cycle? Oh, Lord, I need, I need a touch right now financially. Well, it's of him. It's through him. And then I'm going to give him the praise back to him. I need a touch of my head right now. My mind is in, in turmoil. Well, it's, the peace is of him. It begins with him. It comes through him. And then I'm going to send it back to him in worship and praise. Somebody say, we win. We win. We win. Do you have a will to win? Do you have a win to push on? on when the enemy says give up when the enemy says throw in the towel amen do you have the will to keep going on I want to win how about you I don't want to just give up I want to win amen okay what kind of church do you want to have we can pursue that but I'll tell you this if we will pursue Christ and his kingdom then that kind of church will automatically happen he ought to be the focus the center and circumference of our objection our object of worship Worship and praise. Jesus, Jesus, no other name but Jesus. Everything in the Bible points to him. He is the subject from Genesis to Revelation. Jesus said, search the scripture. You'll find me. I am in the scripture. I am in the scripture. Hallelujah. Come on and praise him in this place. Do you have the will to win? Do you have a made up mind? No matter what comes. I'm going to win on the job, but first I got to win in Christ. I'm going to win at school, but first I'm going to win in Christ. And if I'm winning in Christ, I will win in school. Yeah. 
Bible said, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. In him. The Bible tells us that redemption is in Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us all the promises of God are in Christ Jesus. Sanctification is in Christ Jesus. How, how about what Paul said? I love this. Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Do you realize that, they, that, that no matter where else you go, you'll find condemnation? You'll find condemnation in a church. You'll find condemnation in a family. You'll find condemnation in a political organization. You'll find condemnation in the government. You'll find condemnation in your school. You'll find condemnation even at your own house sometimes. But let me just tell you this. There's one place that you can go and you will find no condemnation to them that are in Christ. What does that mean? To those that are pursuing him, those that are walking after him. The verse continues to say, walk in the spirit, uh, not in the flesh. This is how you win Christ. It's just that, oh, I want to know more. I want to know more about him. I want to know about him. Praise God. Ephesians 2 and 6 says that we're raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I must win Christ. I must be completely and totally captivated by him. What was Paul's motivation daily? Win Christ. What drove him to missions and ministry? Win Christ. Does your passions today and your habits exhibit a heart that is after winning Christ? Or are you about winning friends and influencing people? Amen. Do our passions and our habits reveal that we are after Christ? Stand with me, please. that I may win him. If I can get Jesus, I get all of God. Because the Bible says the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him. If I can get him, I get everything that I need. That's why the Bible says when you pray, pray how? In the name of Jesus. When you baptize, baptize how? In the name of Jesus. When you cast out devils, you cast them out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It was Paul also that wrote and said, we are complete in him. Hallelujah. How's your pursuit today? Anybody feel like the devil's trying to rob your passion for going after the Lord? Why don't you just look at him and say, I am going to do a mathematic equation. I count I count it all loss that I may win Christ. I checked it out. I've run the numbers. I've looked at it, and I'd rather sell everything and get the treasure in the field, hallelujah, than to go my way without him. I need him. Oh, I need him. I need him today. How about you? Do you need the Lord? Amen. I, I, I need church, yes, but I really need Jesus more than I need church. I, I, I need friends, yes, but I really need Jesus more than I need friends. I need money, yes, but I need Jesus more than I need money. I, I, I need to have this and that and take care of life. And Yes, but I need Jesus more than that. Maybe that's why he said, but seek ye first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I wonder if you could come to the front. And, and, and Sister Gill, if we could, I'd like to sing that chorus. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Has anybody just kind of needed a little readjustment? I don't know about you, but I needed that. I needed a readjustment in my life to say Christ is worth it. Christ is worth it. Whatever sacrifice you make, whatever you give up to get Christ is worth it. Do the, do the, do the numbers. Run the numbers. It's worth it. It's worth it. Hallelujah. So you just put, the, put things of this flesh aside for a while to pursue Christ. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to, to, to find him in Scripture and study, to find him in every way possible, every light possible. It's worth it that I may win Christ. I want to win him today. I want to win him today. Hallelujah. I need you, Lord. If you need him, why don't you just close your eyes and begin to lift up your hands right here in this place. Come on and lift up your voice. Lift up your head. Hallelujah. Jesus, that's who I need today. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.